0: Loud and Proud's Championship Podcast, Champods, brought to you by RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Apparel. Championship is back, Championship Podcasts are back, so welcome to the first Loud and Proud Champod of the season. And there is plenty to talk about in what was a blissful weekend of action. Now, I know I might my team might be beaten tonight. Uh, I probably should record majority of the podcast before I play, um, but no, I haven't. And um, I'll get into that later on. I'm going to get into each and every championship later on. I'm going to um, just have a chat now about just the overall loveliness around the county. I've had the opportunity to go to four games over the weekend, played in one. And it's just, there's just a real nice Sense of I know I'm saying loveliness at the start, but what uh, there is there's a sense of gratitude there around the county, uh, each venue, each ground, each camp, each set of supporters, that we um, we all want to win. There's a competitive nature there, no doubt about it. You can see even in uh, High and Dowlut Hill today there was serious. Serious and um, banter going on with opposing fans. Well, I wouldn't call it banter, it was heated at times, but th- th- there's just a sense of really people are really appreciative of what's happening out there. And um, that we're lucky to have a championship and lucky to be in the gates because there's that whole uncertainty about getting tickets can the club supply me with, with a ticket? Can I get in? Have I to show the ticket? Will it be okay when I'm in the ground? Um, this is weird when we're in the ground uh, standing far away I can hear everything it looks like there's no one at the game you, you knock that out of your head and you think uh, um, "It's there's supposed to be nobody at the games there's a reason why there's nobody at the game and in fairness as well it's been run very smoothly People have been very courteous with the things, with the their tickets. That before they come into the into the grounds, that them all good and ready to pick them up during the week off the club. They they notify the club that they want to take it straight away. So there's all that sort of sense of real like gripping it with two hands, and then when you're there, soaking it all in and getting to see the football is brilliant. But meeting up with people, oh, like really respecting meeting people at the game, meeting other people from different teams at the game, and taking on your opponents, um, and going for it as well, and, and, and cheering on your team, and giving socks to it, and, and what's interesting as well, is a couple of hot takes, I suppose you'd say it, um, you, have, you have a case of everything can be heard, even the supporters can be heard by the players on the field, opposing supporters can hear what other supporters are, are saying about about uh your 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 team so there's that openness there it's very raw it's very intimate you're in there you're a diehard supporter or you have made a sacrifice to get there or you're probably sacrificing yourself being at the game but then you, your voices are counted too like there's very little support Hear at the games. So if someone shouts a word of a word of encouragement, it gives person to lift because you can hear everything, especially. when well, I'm going to talk on the field. You can hear everything. You can hear everything that's said. You can hear the pin drop at times. Um, not that not that it, it it's taking your concentration away from the game because your 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 thoughts are on the game, but I notice it from going and what spectating and. And working on the games, you can hear everything. You can hear the calls from the line. I mentioned that on Lou TV. Then you can hear the calls from goalkeepers' kickouts. You can hear players' switches. You can hear players being abused by other players or their own teammates. And managers getting on the players well to get them going. You can see the animation as well and with the water breaks. You can see all the tactics and our workings going on. But yeah, there's a sense of respect there. And it's really nice to see, especially around this county, you get dogs abuse, but it does your heart good. There's a lot of love for football in this county. It's been a really good weekend of football on the field, off the field as well. Um, You couldn't ask for any more. Um, It's just brilliant, I have to say. I'm just really, I just love football and you just everyone's love football and there's that sense of, yeah, this is class. Let's just savour it. Um, and then on top of that as well, like I said, the football is good on and off the field. The camaraderie is great off it. We're all Gales and we're all in this together and we're all trying to make it as safe as possible. But there's also the setting as well. Each venue you go to, be it the Grove, be it the Clans, be it Dunlear, be it the, the Gaelic grounds, um what other pitches was he at the weekend? Um Hagerstown. No, no, it wasn't uh Durdles Hill. The setting is beautiful. The pitches are in, are in top class condition. We got great we're blessed with good weather, majority of the weekend, <coughs> good sunny weather, good dry ball, good surfaces, the pitches just look class. Um shout out to Craig McIntyre from the Rattleys, he's Former player's not playing with him now, but he knows how to mow a good pitch. So shout out to him. The Gaelic Brown's looking super on Lou TV on Saturday night and then tonight um, for the Matic game against Newtown Blues. But yeah, I suppose there's no excuses for the pitches to look well either. It um, hasn't been over, hasn't been overused or plugged or da- tramping down. There's grass in the goal as well. That all adds to it. So yeah, you're getting a really good spectacle on it. Um, you're getting a really nice view so it just makes for a great game of football so and everyone really wants to play football everyone loves the football everyone makes an effort to get there and it looks class so it's just it's just adding to a nice overall kind of package um yeah and i suppose yeah that's it for the opener We we, we'll get into the championship now um but before i do i just want to want to thank all the people that have joined on patreon blown away by the amount of people that are interested in loud and proud and interested and passionate about loud football there's a little community there people uh, all into the football as well so that's great to see and hopefully we'll add to that Um don't worry you'll still be getting your this is you'll still get your uh sunday night monday morning recap you'll have it for your go back to work in the morning or listen to it tonight um you still have that podcast, that'll still be there. I'll have all I'll re I'm gonna recap everything. Um, I'll have people on help me recap stuff as well. I'm doing a lot of talking to people around the counties that the games are so spread out, but you're getting the you're getting the general gist off. A lot of people, a lot of contacts and talking to people and hearing the whole lot. But uh, the in-depth, juicy, good stuff will come on Tuesday and Thursday. Um I'll get into that I suppose. I'll be dissecting your club's chances and performances, um, t- on Tuesday night. This is the first of three podcasts a week. Um, the Tuesday and Thursday one, the one just it'll go into the recap uh, of the weekend in more detail. And um, I'll also be giving my red stars. You probably have seen the jersey if you haven't gone to social media, and you see the jersey that Defy have, um, kindly designed. I didn't design. I won't take any credit for that. But uh, yeah, I, I'll um. I'll be going through that um on the Tuesday, and two of the players will I'll, I'll be naming a ton of players. There's a lot of potential out there. Um, I suppose that, like the red stars will consist of like analysis of players really and the performances over the weekend. Um, like you're looking at former county players, um, ex county players, current county players, players that have no county experience. Um, lads of potential as well I always like to pick lads of potential or lads who come from nowhere that could be given a shot or, or weren't given a shot and should be um, so they'll have to like impress for their clubs um, potential to represent the county or represent the county again or already representing the county um, like there could be unknown players rookies, debut seasons um, outstanding physical attributes like to fill a certain role for wearing Cairns as men um, so I'll be I'll be asking actually you could send in your red stars someone who fits that criteria because there will be two picked and um, that'll be nice on Tuesday's podcast and the two that get picked will, will pick up the jersey we'll get we'll get the we'll get the jersey so yeah like to be, there's a large volume of good players out there so let's get your suggestions in and I'll be able to present them. Maybe hopefully, when it's COVID safe, with with two of those jerseys that were designed, and then on the Tourist Podcast, there will be a look ahead to the weekend. It'll be shooting the breeze. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be behind the scenes footage as well. There'll be previews of the weekend's action, preview of the games, uh, and I'll be laying it all on the line with uh, some you have to go ballsy for the predictions on the tourist if, if people are paying for it you want to hear your opinion so maybe we'll catch up with the red stars as well but there will be I'll be shooting the breeze in interviews it won't be just me on the tourist day. it'll be with someone else and we'll we'll be going through the, maybe their career or their uh, thoughts on the weekend as well so yeah if, if, if that sounds good to you join me for four euro a month and you can listen back to all the previews and all the predictions of the weekend there's still time to listen to the Monday night predictions. And uh, you can get them there in the Pearcy and the Westerns play tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to the Monday. The Knicks play the Mitchells and the Tones and Savannah play that uh postponed game. So let's let's get into the yeah, let's get into the first the first um, first championship, the junior championship. So here we go. Um, I meant to actually mention, uh, there'll be defining moments in each championship. Uh, Defy, get yeah, it, the sponsor. That's yeah, There'll be defining moments in each championship over the weekend. So that's a new little segment in there as well. So yeah, let's get. I just want to get the results up before we start. Yeah, the, the junior championship all played, majority played on. Well, three games on the Friday night. I was at the Dlwyddel Hill game. And uh, there's another game in the Clans, another game in There's There was a four, uh, group one result Sean McDermott 17 points to 2 9 winners over Culholland Gales. Close game. <coughs> um, Glide Rangers beat Dadle Till four twenty-one to 3 points. That's the game I was at. And then the Malachys were beaten by Nilfin 218 to 4 points. So without going into too much detail about the scores and what have you um, just overall thoughts overall thoughts of the weekend in that um, I didn't realise um, that To'or were as serious contenders as they were by putting that score on the Manichies me and Dalton McNamee went through the Junior Championship each and every team each and every group plotted how they could do the business and we 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 without giving too much away, we predicted a lot closer game between Finnbars and the Mannequins. So the Mannequins, though um, well set up, get a lot of men behind the ball, but it, they seem powerless to Tor, who have really 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 staked their claim, made a statement with that win, like it's it's a savage going like a twenty four point win. In the first round, get got a great start, similar to the glide, but they'll push on now, <laughs> and uh, it it looks like yeah, it looks like the finbars are really up there now. Liam Shefflin joined him. we clipped in with a couple of points. Owen Osborne, former soccer player, he comes on, gets a score as well. So yeah, it, it Hugh Osborne and Conor Osborne, really good, solid, savage footballers in there. and they came down last year, having been really solid intermediate level a couple of semi-finals so yeah they look they look very very good very very good and um, look well on course maybe ahead of course than a lot of people expected so they're they're putting they're putting their hands up to be the number one nearly seed um but lan lear have to play next week and they're playing glide next week glide 421 to three points winners over title sell I suppose like I was doing that for Loo TV, and you put a little bit of background on it, a little bit of a slant on it. Um, Daryl Hill was short seven players, for any team to be short seven players, and all starters, that was tough going. Jerry McShane is res- retired as well. Did only one player with that link did the O five there O five junior winning team. Peter Hughes, he was the only one remaining. Likes of Emmett Duffy was out injured. Uh, Gill was injured, or Calvin Chap, Evan, or Coughlin Sheridan was injured. He hurt himself in the challenge, came in on crutches. Um, yeah, I mentioned Noel Finnegan, he was out. So you, you combine, you combine all that, and you're in a they're in a very tough group. But they still they still played quite well, quite well. They were plucky, like I know 421. but it just shows the level of class that Glyde have they played some really good football, kicked some tremendous scores, like really, really easy on the eye scores Barry Sharkey inside was very good Aaron Devlin alongside him they could bring on Mark and Trevor O'Brien did that luxury Alan Kirk was rested he'd come in in a couple of weeks still coming uh, back from injury and then you have uh, Alton Larney, the new addition from the Moctis played very well kicked two points made a statement but Glyde like, looked very comfortable now, it'll be a massive test against Lan Lear. <coughs> um, I'll go through the fixtures at the end of this podcast. But yeah, massive uh, massive performance by Glide. Just rattle off goals. Um, really clinical finishes. Composed finishes by uh, Aaron Devlin. Um, Barry Sharkey got two goals. And Trevor poached in for, for the fourth. And uh, then the, the game we kind of predicted would be tight, the Seans would be a little bit better in previous years, but they just, uh, maybe Cahull and Gales have narrowed the gap slightly, and uh, two-point win for the Shans. So they're, they're more or less into the quarter-finals with Animinion to play, and Coocholl and Gales have a do-or-die battle with Animinion to make the quarter-finals. So that's a progression for their, for them as well um, to get there. And Yeah, very tight, very tight game, um the Seans kicking seventeen points though so they'll be they'll be plucky as well. They'll be um uh, there, thereabouts. Um I suppose uh, the the final moment of the weekend it was uh, it was a nice maybe a nice touch it was um I think Barry Brennan was tying the laces of his of his marker, Dylan Coran, for Dowdles Hill so um, despite the hammering and despite the good performance with Lloyd. It was nice to see a Lyde player um, showing a great sign of sportsmanship in helping out his opponent. Um, I don't know why he couldn't tie his own laces, but maybe it wasn't Dylan Curran But get in, get in touch with me and see who it was. Just a really nice, nice moment. And uh, there's games tomorrow, uh, tonight, tomorrow night, or Monday night tonight if you're if you're listening to it on the Monday. So. Yeah, there's there's, uh, there's still those preview podcasts. You can listen to me and Dalton go through it and we plot how the Pearcy, the Westerns, the Knicks, the Mitches, the Tones and Stavannah can win the championship as well. Right, next, next okay, we're going to the Intermediate Championship. Played all on the Saturday. That's nice as well. You have four games in four different venues all on the Saturday. Designated championships at different times. I know the junior split Friday and Monday. But... Um, just a thanks as well to RD Credit Union for sponsoring the podcast this year and Defy Sports Apparel. It's great to have them on board and just give give you that kind of support as a one-man, one-man team, one-man identity here. Um, so we'll get into the results. Hunters Town 110 to 12-point winners over the Dawkins Ireland in Group 1. The Kevins 10 points, the Brides 110 in Group 2. Group three, big win for the clans, five eleven to twelve points, and then the Feckins in Group four beat Blenham. It's one seventeen to one eleven. Supposed to just there's, there's a tale of tightest tightest scoreline and widest scoreline. So I start with the tightest one, Hunters Town Rovers, getting a big win, massive win there, and. Um, one point win is so important in championship. Uh, it just it just it involves more belief in what you're doing. And um, Paul Carey came up with the goods with the with the the goal, the deciding goal in uh, midway through the second half. Uh, what a serving Paul Carey's been down the years for Hunters Ten, um, but through the world on the street, Ryan Burns. He can kick six points, but he's involved in everything. The Irelanders threw everything at them. Young James Pendergast came in and would we'll have a soccer player background. He started and kicked some really good frees to get the back the Irelanders back into it. Um, but they'll dust themselves down. Hunterstown will play the clans next week. And I'll go through the fix at the end. But that's a massive win for Hunterstown. A couple of sendings off in the, in that game as well, a couple of yellow second yellow cards from Ryan Ward and Dean McGuire. So we always knew that game was going to be tight, could go either way. And Hunterstein just showed that little bit of strength and a little bit of belief and got over the line, a brilliant, a brilliant one-point win. Then the Brides, well ahead against the Kevins. Ciarán um, Dean gets the goal and push. I think, their 1-9 to 4 points up at on one stage. But the Kevins dug deep, dug back into it, hit... Four or five scores in a row to make it competitive and put the squeeze on the brides, but the brides just do enough and kind of get over the line <laughs> with a three-point win, and then the largest margin of the the largest margin, <laughs> the um the clans beating the plunkets. Billy Smith comes big with two goals in the second half. Newler and Colin McKeever gets the two in the first half. And uh, Kieran O'Connor, the soccer player, um, with the soccer player his uh, background, he gets the last goal and played in the scorching evening in Dunleer. <laughs> that was one. That was one of the five o'clock games. And the Plunkets started well, as predicted, very strong there in the centre, but um, just lacking that that score inside. And the clans were full of running, could soak up the pressure. Colin McKeever was very lively. And the Clans just were a lot more clinical, more efficient up front. So that's a big win for them. Massive win because that was a draw match last year, I think. It's the same group, of course. But um, the Clans with a massive win. Like a 14-point win in the championship as well. A no-one-point win. But the confidence get to bring that into next weekend. And then the Feckins against Len Emmets. A lot of people predicted that it wouldn't be that tight. It was tight. Um, I felt Glen Emmets would be uh, would be prepared well. they were um, Hugh Dorgan, be a friend. Of the podcast he was on during the lockdown. On um, one of the podcasts, he's the manager of Glen Emmets, and he had them. He had uh, he had rattled early on. They had them. Uh, he had them thinking on their feet. The Feckins now they were helped with a water break uh, and a missed goal chance by David Andrews at a vital stage. And the second settled down and relied on young Ryan Walsh and Rowan Holcroft to kick them through. And Joe Corring gets three points just before half-time after that water break. I think they kicked four or five scores in a row to win leading nine-four at half-time. And they just never looked back after that. (coughs) Owen Duffy was really good for him as well inside. He got one-two, flicked in a really nice instinctual goal. Flight of the ball was going short off a free kick. He read it before anyone else and flicked it by the goalie. But Glen Emmets, like I said, they kept going. They did good performances all over the field. Andrew Mooney was solid. Got 1-2 and threw a tremendous amount of working mark at Bevan. It was a great battle with the two of them. Um, six points is probably a f- fair result. But um, you could see Glen Emmets were conscious of keeping the score down, kicking the points. Conor Grimes finished the game with a free just to keep the score difference down. Because they do right over it from a long way, from that own old, old Duffy goal. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, nip and tuck, really, at that point. But the finish very strong. And uh, the seconds go on now and play the uh Wednesdays next weekend. So, yeah. Um, I suppose the defining moment of the Intermediate Championship of the weekend, for me, uh, would probably be um, the... The Joe Corrigan burst the three point burst. He kicked the one from play. He kicked the mark, and he kicked the forty five off the ground. Really, really, really pivotal moment in the game, and just showed a bit of class, young Joe Corrigan, to kick them them scores and just give it. It kind of killed Glenn Emmett's belief, and just boosted the seconds to breathe a little and come out then and. Uh, be a player with a comfortable win in the second half of the game um, now moving on to senior and yeah and we'll start with group 1 the results the Pats won 10 the Geraldines won 10 the Moctas and that was in group 1 The Mo- in group 2 the Mockers won 13 the Dreadnoughts 16 points the O'Connells 9 points the Doc Gales 17 points and then Mata Grangers just two ten the Blues two twelve and the Gaelic Rangers. that was the last game that was the last game of the weekend and uh, just a tough game it was uh, it was there for us we missed a lot of goal chances to to punish the Blues who um, who were prob- probably there for the taking now and uh, we played very well they they were they played very well they introduced a couple of new players into their side. They were missing five you could you could say from that county team. Two Connors, Column Judge, um Connor Brannigan and Andy, Andy McDonald. So they're missing fives but um Cullen miss, like we, we put it right up to them. Very proud of our lads. and we'll we'll we're right there. And it's not very often you come off a game again, the, Senior champions feeling regret that you should have won a game, so uh, we we can hold our heads high and we dust ourselves down. Um, but it's the Blues that go on to play RD next weekend, um, right? So the other the other the other um, group, um, yeah. The Gales kicked eight points in a row to finish very strong for uh, Wayne McKeever's team. Again, the O'Connells, where he's from, the O'Connells. Um, <laughs> Relying on Robert Quigley, but the Gales had scored all over. I think, well, I know six of the forwards all scored from play. They were fairly emphatic. Barry Waters in the 40. He was very powerful. McSorley and Aina McArdle inside were very good. And Derek Critty kicked three points in the middle of the field. They pushed on, and that's a big win for them. They look very comprehensive. They have a, a set of six forwards there that could do damage to any team platform there Sean McCann comes back into the team as well he comes off the bench um, and then in group 2 so they'll play the Joes next weekend um, the Dreadnoughts and the mockers the Dreadnoughts are well ahead they were I think they were 6 points ahead and the mockers get a goal to narrow the gap and just bridge it and get another the second draw of the day because there was one earlier on between the Pats and the Geraldines, one ten apiece. Michael Rogers gets the early goal. Jim kicks the opening score to kick the one one ahead. They never pushed on the Geraldines. The Pats came back into it. Owen O'Connor kicked the boom and free from long range. Um he kicked a couple of scores. I think he got four points out of one ten and uh, wing back Alan O'Connor comes up the field gets to go over the Pats field very well too really good finish a lot to do um, the game was in the melting pot come the end uh, Owen O'Connor levelled it just before that uh, Jim, Jim in a great second half really uh, put led the line for the Germans like he always does <coughs> excuse me um, yeah so the, the game was in the melting pot Owen O'Connor just levelled the game Three minutes on the clock at least. And then Paul Neal blows it up. Um, Eamon McEnany, all the Geraldine's benches coming over and saying there's three minutes left, there's time left. But um, yeah, so it was a funny one. Um, but the draw, I don't know whether it was a fair result, but would I, you would have loved to seen how it would have finished in the end. But there are two strong teams going on it. Very physical, Desi Finnegan still playing hard around the middle of the field and a few other good performers but we'll get into that on tomorrow night's podcast or Tuesday's podcast, depends what night you're listening to this. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's that's the weekend's action. That's the recap on it. Um, I'll give you the fixtures for the next uh, next weekend. Obviously, there's the junior games tomorrow night um, and I, I would be biased that the Lou TV seems to be going very well. It's very professional. There's a serious input from the lads in 24-7 media who are running the thing. And uh, Joe Finnegan and Shane Coyne, well-known cameramen, doing a really good job taking the wide-angle footage and getting the pre-match interviews, which are good crack as well. So, yeah, it's class. It's, um, it's well worth it, especially when you're putting your name up or putting your... Like you're putting something out there. It wants it has to be good. People are paying good money for it. And it's so far, so good. So there's the Holland Championship is starting um, this Thursday night as well. The Feckins are playing Knockbridge. I don't know what way the dual players are going to go there for the Feckins because there is a couple of them. Sean Kerris got to get got injured in a league game for them. He missed it. He missed out the weekend. They play Knockbridge at half seven in the So that's the group stage. I think there's only three teams in it. And then the other one. But then... Um, Friday night the Junior Championship and a minion Rovers take on the Seans Seans looking to top that group Lanier and Lloyd Rangers that's probably the standout tie um, that game is on in RRD. and then the Malachys and Stabannon um, group 4 in the Clans and then Thor and the Tones in the Grove so they'll be playing the Tones and Stabannon will be playing two games in five days so that's a tough turn around there, there for them but that's a uh, just unfortunate what happened with the, the debt there in Tristavannan. Um, so Saturday, intermediate kicks off again. Cooley play Hunter's at 4 o'clock in the Grove. Um, group 2, Roach take on the Brides at half 6 at Dowdles Hill. Kilcarrie and the Clans repeated last year's game in the league game earlier on in the year half 4 in the Moctis. And then the Sean's take on the Feckins. repeat of the 2014 Intermediate Final in Dunley at half six. That's gonna be a hell of a game. So those four really tight, lovely games. I'll get into those on a uh, podcast. I'll get all I'll go through all them games, give a good preview, hype them all up, and have a special guest on as well. Then Sunday, back to the intermediate, the Rahleys play the Geraldines. It's the Geraldines because they were drawn out, forcing the draw. So they played half-four in Stabannon. That'll be a lovely venue, lovely setting for a nice tight game. The Gerrard played the senior semi-final last year against the Martins. Speaking of the Martins, they are out for the first time against the Dreadnoughts in Dun at half-six on Sunday evening. Then an early half-twelve kick-off for the Joes and the Gales in Dowdles Hill. That's group three. So who knows what way that game will go. And then the yes yeah, sorry the dreadnoughts are out against the marines because they were drawn first and then you have the last game the, no it's not the last game it's the half two game in the grove the blues and rd R&E. so really good games there so if you want to hear really good previews on it really good coverage on it join me on uh, loud and proud on patreon you'll find it there um forward slash loud and proud all one word com, forward slash loud and proud um, That's it, that's it, the full weekend. Thanks for listening, thanks for joining in, thanks for taking part in what was a great opening weekend of of action in the Loud Championships. Really enjoyable um, and obviously gut-wrenching at the same time as well. Thanks to RD Credit Union and thanks to the Five Sports Power for sponsoring the Champ Pod, the Loud and Proud Champ Pod. I'll see you all on Tuesday, the Patreoners, the Loud and Prouders, Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and if not, I will catch you again next Sunday night on the Loud and Proud Pods. Talk to you. Bye. Good luck. Oh, apologies. I forgot to give you a defining moment from the Senior Football Championship. And I'm going to be biased because I can and I should be. Um, We put it really up to uh, the Blues this evening. (laughs) <laughs> the final moment in the game, Alan Carr, her cornerback for Mark Rangers. Two unreal blocks just when the game was in the melting pot. Established blocks from the young cornerback just full length and in, in done one, we go up the field and uh, I don't know where you get a score of that but then the very next attack for the Blues, Alan gets another tremendous block. So that's the defining moment of the weekend for the Senior Championship. See you. Bye.